Hello there, and welcome to Rewoke, Rewriting Our Kids Education Podcast. My name is Michelle Person, and we are on a journey. We are rethinking, re-examining, and re-educating ourselves and our children, and not just on things that relate to the classroom. We examine and rethink everything. One of our most listened to episodes in season two dealt with how we address religion. We spoke with Jimmy McIntosh, a new priest in the African spirituality system of Ifa, and he shared with us some of the empowering concepts that are taught in that system. I've heard it once said that religion requires blind faith, but spirituality removes the blindfold and dares you to see for yourself. I don't know about you, but I would like our children to be able to see the world for themselves. And oh yeah, are you woke? season, we learned that in Ifa, we have the power to divine our future for ourselves. All we need is confidence and the proper tools. Today, we're going to explore how impactful that philosophy can be for young children. The idea that there is no need to live in fear because we have everything we need to live a happy and fulfilled life, and we are the masters of our destiny. Our guest today is Chief Awe, and she is a high priestess in the African spiritual system of Ifa, and she works specifically with children. Chief Awe, thank you so much for being here today to talk to us about the African spirituality system of Ifa and how we can introduce it to our children. I am so excited for our conversation today about Ifa. Awesome. So I want, can you give the people at home who are listening um, just your background and um, about your journey and what led you to, um, to begin practicing Ifa and how you got started and what you do now within, within the church? Sure, sure. So um, I, I started my journey a long time ago, about 30 years. So in 1987, <laughs> When you talk about something that long ago, I feel like you should say it the old fashioned way. In 1987, um, I had a good friend of mine who gave me a book about Santeria and started talking to me about things that were metaphysical and about, um, about God and understanding God in a different way. At the time, um, I was Christian and brought up in the Protestant church. Um, but always had a yearning to feel God, to feel my connection to God, and also to feel the connection to my ancestors, although I did not have the words for it. But I remember as a little kid asking a lot of questions about, so what's your mother's name? And what's her mother's name? And what's her mother's name? And where did they live? And how did they live? And just asking a lot of ancestral questions, although I had no frame of reference for it. Um, I'd like to say that I've been around the world in search of God. Um, and some of that is I really love metaphysics. I love um, spirituality. And so through the years, I have tried different things. Um, 
Buddhism and Hinduism and Taoism and new thought and all different kinds of uh, ways to experience God, Agnihotra and chanting and metaphysics and all the different things, right? Mm -hmm. But I always felt as if I was at my aunt's house and never at my mother's house. And so um, at some point I ran into a friend who had a friend who was a priest in Ifa. And she said, uh, I have this wonderful person I'd like you to meet. And we ended up having kind of like tea together, getting all together. And we really clicked immediately. And um, she gave me a bone reading. And that bone reading said that Ifa was for me. And at that time, I had just left New Thought Church because I was really interested in something that was culturally appropriate for myself and for um, my children. And I just did not feel New Thought was that. Um, And so that led me to a journey in Ifa. Um, And what I love about Ifa for myself is that for 30 years, I had been doing metaphysics and doing Reiki and looking at Taoism and looking at um, Tai Chi and looking at all the different ways that we experience God. And I felt like Ifa fits all of that within mm. it um, because Ifa is the study of nature, the study of the wisdom of nature, the study of our nature and understanding ourselves. And so it did not require me to. Um, release parts of myself. It allowed me to bring all of me uh, to the mat, all of me to um, to this spiritual practice and tradition. And that, that is such an amazing journey. Um, I, I, I am floored. It's funny. I, I was when we spoke last season to Jimmy, who was the one who brought this um, this concept, this um, this new way of thinking. That I'm listening to you, and I'm hearing the parallels in your story. Um, he also started off by searching, um, by researching Santeria and, and Voodooism and things of that nature, which led him to being able to be introduced into into Ifa. Um, he was also searching for truth. He was questioning everything. Um, he had grown up similarly to you in, um, in, a, um, in, a, in a Christian household and, and began to ask questions and, and, was, look, and was looking for answers. And he also yeah. felt that the, the answers that were provided to him through Ifa just made the most sense. It, it spoke to him. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's funny and interesting to me to listen to your journey because there's so many parallels um, between the two of you. Um, so one of the things that the reason we have you come on today is because one of the things that Jimmy and I talked about um, is the idea of how powerful um, you know, finding those answers, that truth, that cultural centeredness, that finding of home, being at your house, not your aunt's house, uh, when you're on that search for God and, and those and those answers, how powerful of, of a truth that this can be for children. Um, and we, we, we began, we began talking, he and I, and he gave me your name and said that you definitely were someone who works, um, not exclusively, but very heavily with the, um, with the children in, in the church. So can you talk to me about your role and, and, you know, what your role and, and how you help cultivate and grow this, this search for truth among young people? Um, you know, how long you've been doing it, why you like it, like all of that. I I, want to know everything. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So I am an educator by trade, a special educator by trade. 
And so I've been working with young children and their families professionally for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like to say children are my business mm-hmm. uh, and my passion and my life's work. Mm-hmm. Um, I began to pray as I was on my journey, my personal journey for, for, for there to be one me in the world, not at, at work. I do one thing and in my spare time, I do another thing, but I was looking for a synchronicity. Any five, we call that alignment of the head and the heart. When the head and the heart are aligned, we're moving forward in the ray in our destiny, on the, on the road of our destiny. And so I, um, so I've always loved working with children and always loved working with families um, and began really this search for something for my own children. Uh, wherever we went, whatever church I was going to at the time, I always became the Sunday school teacher uh, <laughs> because I, I wanted something for my kids, right? I have a 21-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 15-year-old. Um, and before that, my sister had children before me, and so I had my nephews. And I was always looking for a way for them to be steeped in spirituality because I knew how important it had been for me. And I knew if we could start it earlier, they could have an even more um, powerful experience. What I know about children is they understand themselves spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, We work with children each week. Uh, I have a business called IFA for Kids, IFA for Kids, LLC. And we have been meeting for the last two years during the pandemic on Zoom once a week with, with a group of children from across the U.S., and we've also had kids in Canada and kids in, in Bermuda. So we also have had children in Bermuda. And so what we know is that when we began to talk to the children about their spiritual experiences, they're having a lot of spiritual experiences. This was confirmation for me because I was brought, my children were brought into Ifa when I came into Ifa. So when I got my hand of Ifa and took my commitment to the, be on the path of my destiny and understand myself and search within myself, I immediately got my children their hand of Ifa also. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we can talk more about what that means and how that works and all the things, but what it gave me as a parent was so much confirmation about what I was doing with my kids and why I was doing it. So I was doing things intuitively for my children. And then they get what's called an ita or a divination in reading. And everything was confirmed for me about what they needed and why they needed it. And that they were each individual souls on their own path. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing you'll hear me say, what I love about Ifa, but what I love about <laughs> Ifa is that um, it's, uh, it's an individual path, right? With, that you do in community because each person gets their own odu or it's a pattern uh, that's a portal that gives you information about yourself. Um, in many ways, it's, we do assessments with ourselves and we look into, look, um, look into different categories of things to understand ourselves better through divination. And this divination that I got from my children was so powerful because One, it confirmed what I knew about them and what I was doing. And then it gave me a lot of information 
that I use to raise them individually on their individual paths. Mm. Um, and so that's been super powerful uh, for me. And I've always wanted to share um, an understanding of spirituality with children. But what is happening for me is that I'm learning so much from the children. Mm. They're having spiritual experiences. My children were having spiritual experiences and I didn't have a cosmology at that time to understand it before he fought. Mm -hmm. I was having spiritual experiences, a lot of spiritual experiences as a kid, but there was no one to talk to me about what that meant. Mm. So for example, my son went through a period where he kept hearing me call his name. And so he'd be upstairs, I'd be downstairs and he'd yell downstairs, yeah, ma. And I would say, I didn't call you. And he would say, mom, somebody's calling my name. I keep hearing somebody calling my name. And I knew to tell him the ancestors are calling your name. Mm, yeah. it's, it's your ancestors calling for you, mm -hmm. right? Or he would, went through a period where he would see something out the side of his eye. And it was scary. He would be like, mom, I keep seeing like a flash out the side of my eye. And I would say, it's your, you're beginning to see spirit, sweetie. Mm -hmm. And once he knew what it was, he didn't have to be afraid. Yeah. Right. He could say, oh, and, and what we have found in working with children weekly is if I say, okay, everybody who hears their name called, put your finger on your nose. Everybody puts their finger on their nose. Everybody who's seen something out the flash of their eye, raise your hand. Everybody raise their hand. Everybody, anybody who has seen an aura around the body you know, put two hands up, the two hands go up. I mean, they're having spiritual experiences. And what's beautiful is to give them a community of other kids so that it's not weird. Yeah. And you right? can put a name to it so that they can, they can articulate what it is. Like, so for me, what I'm hearing is this for, for a parent um, is, is powerful because it gives you the language and the, 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 to be able to speak to and, and, and connect with your children. So I can only imagine how powerful it must be for the child. Um, what talk, talk more, if you can, about more of the benefits that you've seen for the children besides, so you, as a parent, it gives you a roadmap as a parent, it gives you, you know, the, the framework to be able to talk to your kids as a parent, it gives you the ability to affirm, you know, that their experiences are real and give them the, a voice to be able to, to talk about it. What right. uh, the children that you work with, maybe not your kids, they were a little bit older when it started, but the ones you work with two every two weeks in the school for E5, the children for E5, what are you noticing about how it's benefiting them? What are they getting from being able to meet in this community while figuring out their individual journeys? How is it benefiting them? So we give them number one, a lot of tools, right? And so we have um, a little girl who's five years old that we work with and she, um, she has told us that when she comes to Ifa for kids on Sunday, she has a better week mm -hmm. because she's learned how to calm her ori. So your ori is your consciousness, right? It's what connects you to, to God. It, it's with you everywhere you go. And we do a lot to calm our ori to meditate, to quiet the mind. And so she was kind of having like tantrums kind of at school. Mm -hmm. And this gave her a way 
to settle herself down. She says, now I just take a little cool water, a little Omi Tutu, and I just put it on my Ori and it just settles my Ori down. Wow. Or I know to take my breaths. I take my five breaths. I sit quiet and I calm myself. And I'm going to tell you that one of the grades I taught for a very long time and I avoided kindergarten like the plague. I love <laughs> to go in and visit kindergarten. I love the hugs they give you when you're in it. But kindergartners, I avoided kindergarten and first grade, actually, because they do not know how to self-regulate. And so when they get overwhelmed, when they get overstimulated, trying, you cannot reason with a five-year-old. You cannot reason with a six-year-old. Seven, when they're about second grade or higher, you can begin to have rational conversations. I avoided kindergarten for that reason because they <laughs> do not, you can't, you can't, there is no calming them down. It is, it can be very, very frustrating. So to hear you say that this five-year-old has figured out tools within herself to be able to calm herself, I am floored, um, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, because we work on this. We work on science, on mindful self-regulation every week. Okay. We open with talking about how are we feeling? We're giving words and vocabulary to boost their emotional intelligence every mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. And we do the same thing, the same way to open up our circle every week so that they begin to have a spiritual discipline. Mm -hmm. You learn spiritual discipline by doing it, right? So we start the same way every time we greet our Ori. We give libation to the ancestors. We give honor to those who come before us, right? We say our Omi Tutus, may our road be cool. May our head be cool. May we cast away confusion in our life. We do this every time. At the end of our, at the end of our session, we close our circle with what have you learned? What are you taking with you? So that they're integrating what they are learning. Right. And what we're finding is what the children give to each other is so powerful. Mm -hmm. They're saying, I know how you feel. Or when this happened to me, this is what I did. You guys are developing and empathy. Were, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Empathy, compassion. Right. And we call it Iwapuele. We're always working on character development. Mm -hmm. How do we wait? How do we develop patience? How do we develop humility? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be respectful? How do we show respect? Mm -hmm. Right? And our whole premise is to do it in a developmentally appropriate, strength-based, child-centered, fun way. I love that. Right? Say that one more time. I think that those are, that was that was perfectly said. Say that again. <laughs> so we're always working to do this in a strength-based way that's developmentally appropriate, that's child-centered and fun. Fun. Right? And it's yeah. and it's fun because nobody wants to do things that are not fun. Kids want to have fun. Right? They want to have fun and they want to be able to participate fully. So what we've learned is that once we teach them, once we taught them the basic building of circle, the basic opening of the circle, now they, they open the circle. Mm -hmm. Somebody does the Omi Tutus. Somebody does libation. 
Somebody asks everyone how they're feeling today. Somebody does the closing. What did you learn today? The children all do that. Mm-hmm. And we work with children from four to 17. So it's kind of a one room schoolhouse concept. We have five-year-olds working with 17-year-olds, mm-hmm. right? Because we're a community. Mm-hmm. Now, there are times when we're working with content and we may break into groups so that for difficult concepts, we can be developmentally appropriate for the younger children and go deeper um, for the older children. But we always start together and we always end together because we're mm-hmm. a community. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that Ifa gives to children is a sense of community, right? That's what I was looking for on my spiritual journey. I wanted a spiritual system that reflected me. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to look at it and not have to code switch. Yes. Not had not, not no code switching, right? I didn't want to have to, um, in my mind, change the way the images looked. When you're dealing with the Ifa tradition, it's black people, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, God looks black, the Orisha looks black, and it's about understanding nature, understanding everything around us is giving us information that we are a part of the whole, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing that Ifa gives to children that's particular to our cosmology is there's, we don't have sin. So you're not born in sin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a concept for us. Okay. There is, there's no salvation. Nobody's coming to save you. Nobody gave up so that you don't have to do it. I was, I was, I was so glad you said that because that was one of the things that I had spoken. Um, I was going to ask you, and I had spoken with Jimmy about that and the, and the idea that we teach our right now, we teach our children that, um, that the, we're waiting for someone to give us permission to live our best life. We're waiting for, to, you know, to go through, to be practice patience and faith, to be able to be given um, what we need to be able to be successful. And one of the things that really intrigued me was the idea that, no, that is all within you. Like that is all, all of that power, all of that, um, that knowledge, all of that, that is all within you and it's always within your grasp. So yes, please continue to talk more about that for me. So we are taught about consequence, right? Our actions have a reaction, mm-hmm. um, but we're not, so you have to take personal responsibility for your behavior. And it's, it's about you have, you're empowered to change things, mm-hmm. right? So we believe the day you're born and the day you die is set, but everything else can be maneuvered if you know how to maneuver it okay. can be changed okay. if you need to change it mm-hmm. through, um, through sacrifice and through offering mm-hmm. and through change in behavior and through divination, right? So we have so many tools and we're teaching our children those tools from the very start, right? And so we're giving them empowerment and saying that this is yours. Mm-hmm. This belongs to people of African descent. Mm. For me, one of the things that finally took me all the way um, out of 
any kind of church was I just got to the point where I was like, for me personally, I know that Christianity was used by, by enslavers to enslave. Mm-hmm. So why am I expecting my enslaver to give me a God that would free me? It doesn't right. make, it doesn't really work that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just could wanted something very culturally relevant. And so I feel like that is also um, a beautiful part of Ifa that mm-hmm. it is African centered. Yes. Now in our Ile, we are very aware that we're Africans in America. Mm-hmm. And so the black experience, the black American experience is highlighted, mm-hmm. but it's always, but we have a direct lineage to Africa. Right. So it's not, it, it's very, we're talking to children very early. This is where Africa is. We have people there. We have family there. Mm-hmm. We have a last name that comes from there. Mm-hmm. We know where the village is. We have been there. We mm-hmm. have elders there. So it gives children like roots, right? Because oftentimes for children, African-American children, people say, where are you from? Well, New right. Jersey. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Where are you from? Well, my, my people were in the South before they came to New Jersey. So North Carolina? Yeah, and we're yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. And so it's very empowering mm-hmm. uh, to have an African-centered spiritual practice. So, um, so I love that. I, I love that, you know, that, that that gives them definitely a sense of self, definitely a sense of affirmation. Um, everything that we do, uh, just like me, um, you know, the curriculum that I create, um, you know, the, our, our reading curriculum, our, um, our social studies curriculum, all those things is, are created with the goal. One of the goals being not just to teach math, not just, just, just to teach social studies, but to also self-affirm. And, and, and build and empower and, and make and have them see reflections of themselves. What does it look like in everyday practice? So after class is over and they've garnered these great lessons and they've learned all this, this awesome information and we've taught them how to self-regulate and we've um, poured into them and let them see, um, you know, what, um, and what figure out and empower themselves and figure out how they should move in life. What does it look like in everyday practice? Like how, as they move forward after they leave your class? That's a great question. So if something doesn't have utility, then what is it for, right? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't help us ha- be self-efficacious, then so what, right? And so there are so many examples of how we use Ifa every day. When we wake up in the morning, we grab our ori and we pray. Before our feet touch the ground, we are connecting with that which connects us to Olodumare, which is our word for God or the creator, right? Kids know the Ori song at four years old. I have four-year-olds that know the Ori song and do it when they wake up in the morning. They connect with themselves. The first thing they do in the morning is pray. How Mm. powerful. They set their intention for the day. Right. Upon waking. That's Mm. powerful. That's powerful. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Ifa can be used all through the day. Mm -hmm. So when we eat, we set aside food for our ancestors. Mm -hmm. So there is respect 
that's happening whenever you eat. You're giving of what you have to those who have come before you, mm-hmm. right? So just even a little bite. I started with my kids. When they eat something, everybody put a fry, you know, on the ancestor plate. Awesome. Give a piece of burger, you know, give to the ancestors, mm-hmm. right? So you're remembering where you came from, who sacrificed for you, who was born so you could be born mm-hmm. uh, that- as a natural part of the day. As a natural part of the day. I love that. I love like you. The you natural you're, part of the day. You're building in self-awareness. You're building in self-care. You're building in empathy. You're building in reflection all throughout the every day. I, I absolutely love it. natural part of the day. I right? think there so, are. A, go ahead. I'm sorry. So when you're moving in your day, the day is talking to you. And we teach children early to understand signs and symbols. Mm-hmm. Right. So it may be that you're going on the school bus and you see a hawk out the window. You look out and you're like, oh, that's a big bird. That's a hawk. Or, oh, there's a vulture on the side of the road. That's a message. Mm. Kids begin to know what does it mean when you see a vulture? What does it mean when you see a hawk? Mm -hmm. Right. When my children just this weekend, my son went uh, went out um, to a party. at a long distance, like went out with his friends and he knew to take 21 cents with him, Mm -hmm. two dimes and a penny. And when he crossed that crossroad to get on that highway, he knows I'm a prey and I'm going to give to Eshu. I'm going to give to the crossroads for my safe travel, Mm -hmm. just as a natural part of what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So there's so many things that incorporate prayer throughout the day that incorporate giving back mm-hmm. and remembering throughout the day mm-hmm. that we just naturally do. And awesome. it's so easy to teach children. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I, I love every part about that. I, I'm sure that there are parents right now who are listening who like me, which is why we had the second conversation um, we're, we're wanting to learn more. Are there any tips or resources that you can recommend or share for parents to check out for those who are interested in learning more about um, the African spiritual system of EFI and how it can possibly benefit them and their children? Sure, sure. So the first one is efiforkids.com. So we'll okay. be launching our website and uh, it is efiforkids.com. I-F-A-F-O-R-E. K-I-D-S.com, E5forkids.com. And we will have resources there. We'll have um, information about what is an Orisha? What is E5? You know, um, what are resources that you can um, use? I love to take resources that already exist and talk about what does that mean in E5, right? Mm -hmm. So I love Disney movies. And Disney movies are so like tied to Ifa all the time. There's they have messages in them, you know, Mawan. So many of them talk about ancestors in particular. Yes, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them talk about. And then I love using books, right? And so for bigger kids, this is one of my favorite African myths. Um, this is really popular with um, boys who like comic strips because it's comics, mm-hmm. um, and it's called. African Myths by uh, Gary Jeffrey. Um, There are really great books out right now about Ifa. Oshun's Mirrors 
is a new book that's out um, that you can get right on Amazon. If you put in EFA books for kids mm-hmm. in Amazon, they'll come up. Or if you okay. put Orisha, O-R-I-S-H-A, Orisha, uh, for kids into the um, into your Google search, stuff is going to come up now, awesome. uh, which is awesome. Awesome. What I recommend is when you're learning about um, African spirituality, that you do it through a lineage, that you do it with an elder, okay. because there's a lot of conflicting information. And that's because it's a very localized practice. So mm-hmm. what how my lineage does it is different from how another lineage does it. Okay. How, what the village that I come from does it is different than the village nearby. And so sometimes for us as Americans, that's confusing. And you'll say, well, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to know which one is right? right. Well, they're all right. They're due to, to the people that are is saying it. Um, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, um, it seems conflicting, but it's not. It's just like, if I go to New York, I'm going to say soda. But if you go out West, you're going to say pop. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. If I go to Pennsylvania, I might say a hoagie. But if I'm in New York, I say a sub. Mm-hmm. Is both a sandwich that has meat in it with cheese. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's really the same thing. But if you go to Pittsburgh, your hoagie's going to look real different than if you go to Long Island, New York. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it's different regionally. It's the same with Ifa. Okay. It's different regionally. Um, okay. So sometimes that can be confusing. So I would say it's really important to find a reputable elder to okay. work with. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to have uh, links to all of this information in the show notes. Um, and I'm sure people can reach out directly to me if they have any questions. Do you have uh, the I'm assuming the Ifa for kids is, is where they can reach out directly to you? Yes. So I have an email admin at ifaforkids.com is my, uh, that's an email that will get to me directly. Admin at at ifaforkids.com. Awesome. I want to thank you so much, Chief Away. that this was, this was, this was informational. This was, um, it shed a lot of light. I, I'm loving what I'm learning. And I think that a lot of people are going to get a lot from this conversation. So thank you so much for, for coming today and, and telling us all of this great information. Thank you so much. I hope you'll have me again. That was so fast. I want to talk for like two hours. Right. <laughs> There's so much to learn. Yeah, definitely. We will definitely have to have you come back. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Community, cultural reflection and representation, personal responsibility, empowerment, and self-regulation. Wow. Those are all things that I know I want for my children. What about you? I want to thank my guest, Chief Away, again for stopping by to speak with us, and thank you for listening. Show notes and resources to the things we discussed are available on our website at www.justlikemepresents.com. Share this podcast with other parents and educators in your circle, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review. Reviews help others discover our show and help them begin their woke journey. Have a great week. And remember, if our children can see it, they can achieve it.